A happy freaky Friday, my friends. The weekend has arrived. But here's the thing about today, Rowdy. Much like the Brewers game yesterday, uh, when Corbin Burns was on the mound, absolutely dealing complete filth. Craig Council gives him the early hook. I think today, I know for a fact that we're going to be dealing complete filth on these airwaves. But like Craig Council did to Corbin Burns, I think our manager is going to come in and tap us on the shoulder around 8.15 and tell us, boys, you had yourself a nice little morning. Take the rest of the day off and go home. I think Rowdy, even though we're supposed to be here till 10 o'clock or very well could do this show at a insanely high level all the way for the complete show. We're getting the early hook today. Just to let you know, buddy. Around 8.20, Randy's going to come here and tell us, boys, get out of here. You're done. Now they're going to bring in, I don't know, a bunch of schleps in here to see what happens. What do you think? Sounds like a great idea. Does it, though? Does it, though? All right, welcome in. Good morning. Yeah, unfortunately, the Brewers lose yesterday to the St. Louis Cardinals 3-1. to one, And it is an extension of the conversation we had yesterday. Because if you go to two days ago... The Brewers in their final game. Who was that against, Randy? Was that against the Chicago That'd Cubs? That would be the Chicago Cubs. And uh, Brandon Woodruff was just uh, just a monster, right? What do you have, 70? Was it 74 pitches? 74 pitches, pitches through seven innings. And, and how many eight hits? strikeouts and just one hit allowed. And one hit. And a, well, there wasn't a run on the board for the Cubs, was there? There was not. And he got the He got yanked out, right? And then yep. I, I think it was Devin Williams came in. And uh, listen, Devin Williams, rookie of the year last year, had an ERA, needed a microscope to see. I think Devin Williams came in, uh, despite giving up a home run a couple games before and off of a shoulder injury. He gave up a, he gave up a home run right away, didn't he? Yep. Was, but, allowed the game to be tied at one. So the Brewers eventually went on to win an extras, if I uh, memory serves me correct. Yes, thanks to two Lorenzo Cain home runs. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay, well then yesterday, hmm, uh, down in uh, St. Louis in Bush Stadium, Yes, yes, our guy Roger Insto and Good Morning uh, King on Twitch. Keston Hira got his first hit yesterday, a double off of Adam Wainwright in the third inning. And then there was a double error, and Keston Hira actually got home. Brewers ended up stranding a couple runners. But, Rowdy, it was specifically, I think it was this pitcher that we have who was a third of an inning away last year of qualifying for a Cy Young candidacy. And he went by the name, or goes by the name of Corbin Burns. Beautiful hair. And... I'm pretty sure Corbin Burns was on the mound yesterday, and that dude was absolutely lights out just like Brandon Woodruff was. In fact, I think he went six scoreless innings, giving up, and stop me if you've heard this, no runs and just one hit. Sounds like Brandon Woodruff kind of a little bit. No runs and one hit. And then I, I, I think what happened is Council came out and gave him the hook. That happened, right? Yeah. And it was for Eric Yardley, yeah, who was one of the relievers in the bullpen that was hit the hardest this spring. And so, much like Devin Williams, who came in after Brandon Woodruff got the hook, he gave up a run. What did uh, what did Eric Yardley do after Corbin Burns, who wasn't giving up, I don't know, anything? What happened with Yardley? What, what well, happened? Of course, Yardley went on to uh, give up a run and tie the game. Oh, at, at one apiece, correct? Correct. Man, shades of that game it was on Wednesday. Interesting. And then I think after that, it was Drew Rasmussen served up the two-run dinger to Nolan Arenado, which proved to be the uh, game-winning hit. And the Brewers, unfortunately, couldn't get to extras to win it like they did previously against the Cubs. But they ended up, unfortunately, and it pains me because I hate this, losing to the St. Louis Cardinals. That's ha- That happened, right? That did happen. They did lose. Huh. Where was... Where was like Hader and where was Devin Williams and where was like where were those guys at? Nowhere to be seen. Huh. And the Brewers have an off day today, right? Correct. Huh. Interesting. And they'll pick back up against that series against the Cardinals starting Saturday, right? At Bush Stadium? Yep. Huh. Saturday, Sunday, they will have the last two games of the series. Rowdy, I feel like we had this exact conversation yesterday, except the, the names were changed and the outcome was different, but it was the same exact thing about a starting pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers. Can I give you an interesting stat about Corbin Burns? Sure. Corbin Burns, you know, his first start, what was that against uh, the Twins against Berrios, where Corbin Burns was absolutely, like, insane? I think he was having a no-no going, or a, a yeah, no-hitter going, but then he gave up, what was it? I think it was one hit and one run. Was that what happened? Yep. Gave up just one hit. Okay, well, with the performance yesterday for Corbin Burns, Burns, Corbin Burns, check this out. 
Burns is the first pitcher in Major League Baseball history with consecutive starts of six or more innings, one hit or fewer, and zero walks. Again, Rowdy, let me say that again. Corbin Burns is the first pitcher in Major League Baseball history with consecutive starts of six or more innings with one hit or fewer and no walks. Two pitchers, though, have done this in a consecutive appearances. They came in relief action, though. Rowdy, let me tell you the names that Corbin Burns is now tied with. Burns, the first starter to ever do it. The other two were in relief. One was named Hal Brown in 1963. And the other one, who uh, is now up there with Burns, his name is Cy Young in 1904. But you know what? I think we should put him down and sit him on the bench. I just don't think he had his stuff yesterday, Rowdy, despite becoming the first pitcher in Major League Baseball history with consecutive starts or six or more innings with one hit or fewer and zero walks. Yeah, and you know what else, though? For being on that list, you know what his record is this year through two starts? What's that? 0-1. Huh. Oh, that just, that just hurts. Cy Young and Hale Brown. The first games for Cy Young and Brown were in relief. Burns, the first Brewers or pitcher in Major League Baseball history to ever, ever do it as the Brewers dropped to 3-4 and four in the season. And to add insult to injury, Nelly, what happened in the White Sox game yesterday? Yeah, Lance Lynn, that's who a, obviously that's a pitcher, is a, right? a much older veteran pitcher who's been around the block much longer than Corbin Burns has. Yeah. He threw a complete game shutout. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on a second. You're going to sit there and look me square in the eyes and tell me that a starting pitcher in Major League Baseball in the year of 2021 threw a complete game? Yeah, and guess how many pitches he threw? Well, I mean, it, got, it had to have been like 70-something, like eight, low 80s. What do you think? What was it? No, 111 pitches whoa. for Lance Lynn. How many? 111. For, La- for a starting pitcher in today's Major League Baseball? Yep. Threw a shutout. First one of the season. Now, now, question for you. In the seventh inning. Oh, and he gave up five hits in that game, so it wasn't one. Really? It was five. Question for you, though. In the seventh inning, did Lance Lim's arm fall off and then the training staff had to go out there and sew it back on? I believe it's being reported that Lance Lynn is ready to make his uh, next start in, in four days. What? Are you serious? Okay, that's crazy. Now, here's the thing. I do understand that the Chicago White Sox put up some runs. What'd they win? Uh, was it five to nothing? They won six nothing. I'm, excuse me, six to nothing. I saw them put up three runs. I think it was in the first inning. So Lance Lynn did get a little run support. But let's see here. Lance Lynn was a complete game. And how many hits did he get? Five? I can't. Was Tony LaRusso like drunk or something? Did he not want to pull his guy in the sixth inning? I don't get it, Rowdy. I don't know. But Tony LaRusso is also the guy that uh, was known for starting for using his bullpen. And not only using his bullpen, but using it quite a bit. What? Are you serious? Are you telling tell me that Tony LaRusa, a guy who's known to be using his bullpen? A lot. A lot. Like a lot. We're talking Tony LaRusa was the guy that made lefty versus lefty famous, righty versus righty famous. He'd be the guy that uh once it got later into the game, you know, if that left handed that left handed hitter's coming in, all right, bring in my lefty for one batter. Now obviously those rules have changed, so you can't do that. Yeah. But he would be that guy. And and I was told that uh, as a older gentleman, that baseball has passed him by. Well, he didn't even go to his bullpen in this game, and Lance Lynn threw a complete game shutout. Huh. And I, I I already know the answer, but I just want to reaffirm. Maybe I missed it. Like breaking news over the you know the wee hours of the morning. Lance Lynn's, Lance Lynn's arm is still attached to his body, right? Yeah. Yes. He'll be making his next start. Wow. Crazy. Wow. Man. So. Despite Corbin Burns doing something no other pitcher has ever done in history, not even Cy Young, I guess he did it in relief, but Cy Young, he got sat, but Lance Lynn went the whole game. And you would say that whether the the score is 6 to nothing in the White Sox game or 1 to nothing in a Brewer game and we're talking about getting into the later innings, the objective still remains the same, right? Yeah. Hold the lead, Hold win the, the lead. game. Hold the lead. Because that's the, I mean that's how you win a game, right? Is you hold the lead, correct? Huh. That's interesting. Man, a lot of rhetorical questions I'm asking you this morning, Rowdy. Good morning, Rowdy. How's your Friday going? 
It's, I know it's early, but how's the Friday? We're nearing the weekend. You got big plans this weekend? No plans this weekend. You're just going to work on that ass groove in the couch. I mean, no brewers tonight. So what are we thinking? Are we doing a little fish fry, doing a little coffee cup action? I already got Big Joe wrote me a novel this morning, The Pride of Stoughton, The Michael Jordan of Walking. And he said that he's given you a second chance or maybe a third chance this time to meet up at uh, or hopefully run into you at the coffee cup tonight. So I hope to see you, Nels. Don't know my plans. <laughs> I was hoping for some Brewers baseball this weekend. Yeah, Saturday, and, Sunday. And uh, maybe some Masters. So we have all kinds of stuff talking about today. Of course, some Packers. We'll get to that chatter as well. But, Rowdy, okay, so obviously we're hacked off a little bit about the early hook of, you know, first Brandon Woodruff, Brewers get a win. That See, was awesome. I knew after yesterday Burns. that we would be having this discussion many times throughout the season, right? Yeah. Throughout this 162-game season, we're going to see multiple games in which half the half the fans believe a pitcher was pulled early. The other half believes that uh, it was the right call. Yeah. I didn't anticipate for it to be the very next game in, no. a, in a game in which cost the Brewers a win. Same, and neither did I. But here, here's the other thing. We hyper-focused on that yesterday, and we're going to focus on it today as well. But there's also this, and I see some of our guys, some of our boys, some of our you know good buddies here on Twitch may or may not have got their panties in a bunch a little bit already over the pitching stuff, but I will agree with them here. The Brewers need to work on the offense. It's not just one thing, it's two things. Why can't you keep a pitcher in a little longer when he's got 74 or 86 pitches, when he's absolutely dealing, doing things that even Cy Young hasn't done? But there's this, Rowdy. The Brewers' sticks need to come alive. It's it's both from column A and from column B, is it not? I mean, obviously. Yes. Your chances, That's how you win games. Your chances of, of, of winning games when you score four runs or less is dramatically lower than if you score four runs or more, right? Yes. Yes. Like, yes. Like, like obviously, you want the Brewers' offense to all of a sudden come out on Saturday and score ten runs. But, yeah, but I would love it. But in reality, so far in the first seven games of the season, that hasn't happened. It has not. Obviously, and you've had leads. Yes, though, though the team has not scored a ton of runs, you have had leads, and the objective is always to protect that lead and to win the game. It, yes, that's how you win the game. Well, that's how you win the game, right, Rowdy? At the end of the day, at the end of the game, it's who's got more runs than the other. Correct? That's how you win. And when you have a lead, your objective is to protect said lead. And yes, the sticks of the Brewers need to come alive. They what, had five, uh, actually had more hits than the Cardinals. They had six hits to the Cardinals five, but the Brewers did leave some guys, uh, a lot of runners left on base, especially in that, uh, what was that, the third, uh, yeah, the third inning when Keston Hira finally got a hit and he got that double. And then there was uh, two errors. Hira scores, right? And there was guys on, I think the first and third, uh, by the way, it looks like uh, Christian Yelich is starting to come around a little bit, which is nice. But there was runners on first and third, and the Brewers had opportunities, and they blew it. They left nine runners on base. Uh, nine runners left on base. So the Brewers' sticks do need to come alive. But also, More comfortable. but also, Rowdy, we need to be having some co- – is it common sense? Is it common sense when I say it, let's protect the lead with the guy who was absolutely dealing in Corbin Burns? I'm pretty sure his arm isn't going to fall off after six innings at only pitching, what was it, 86 pitches? He had one hit given up, zero walks, and nine strikeouts. You know what happened after that? Yardley comes in and gets taken yard, essentially. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills, Rowdy. Here we go. We're going to do our best armchair managing today, and I hope we light it up. Strap in because this highway of information is going to get bumpy today, folks. It already was getting steamy last night in Rowdy's uh, mentions on Twitter and also text messages from some of his his buddies who also listen to the show, who I'm a fan of too. I hope you're listening, Fuller. I better hear from you today. Rowdy, you ready? You ready to strap in? Highway of information is going to get wild today. Couldn't even sleep last night. <laughs> well, isn't that normal? So we were talking a lot about the Brewers. RJ, I kind of feel like it's like deja vu for Nelly and I, as uh, it was two days ago we were talking well, about with you. Brandon Woodruff getting the early hook, and half of the people saying it was a good thing, half the people saying it was a bad thing. At the end of the day, it was a good thing because the Brewers did win the game. But it was maybe planting seeds of like, oh, God, I hope this doesn't continue to happen. 
And Rowdy, I think you said it best. Like, what? I had no idea it was going to happen. Yeah, I know. The we next day, obviously, you're going to have these type of discussions because things like this are going to happen yeah. throughout a 162 game season. Yeah. But there's no way that I thought the very next day we were going to have <laughs> nearly the same thing happen and we would be right back to where we are, except for the outcome was different. They lost. Yeah, here we are. Corbin Burns, a monster on the mound. Three straight starts of one hit baseball. You're two and one. And only one pitcher in Freddie Peralta came out with a decision. Yeah, isn't that wild? Yeah. I thought this stat right here is mind-blowing to me. Is Corbin Burns, the first pitcher in Major League Baseball history with consecutive starts of six or more innings, one hit or fewer, and no walks. Two pitchers have done it, though, in the past, but they came in relief. And it was Hale Brown in 1963. And I'm, I'm correct me or stop me if you've never or let me know if you've heard of this guy before, I should say. Cy Young Mm-mm. also did it in 1904. Who's that? Uh, I've heard of the I've heard of the award, but I don't know who this guy yeah. is. Yeah, is it is it coincidence that the award is named Cy Young and that or like There's, is that just a coincidence? Yeah, huh? Definitely interesting. Yeah, some guy who just there happens to be an award named it too. I don't think there's any relevancy to it. I just think it's by chance. But some guy in 1904 named Cy Young also did that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Corbin Burns, first pitcher in Major League Baseball history, a starting pitcher to do it. Huh. I think of the research department on that if Cy Young has any relation to the Cy Young Award. I'll have to get the research department. Oh, this on that. just in that. Yeah, it's a, it's actually the oh. same guy. Oh, it is. He's got They're the most on that today. Most Holy. wins in baseball history. There you go, guys. Too. Thank you, research department. That was quick. Johnny on the spot. Yeah, right they there. also whispered said he actually has the most wins in baseball history too. <laughs> he has the most. What? Oh, also, I think the research department might have tapped me on the shoulder and said, Cy Young also, I think, has the most complete games ever pitched. With like a million? 749 <laughs> complete games. And those are like 140 pitch complete games. No, correct <laughs> with me if the, I'm... With the EFIS pitch. <laughs> no, when he retired, his arm was still attached to his body, right? Yeah. Yeah, even at his funeral, <laughs> people were surprised that he still had two arms. Not even in a sling. Weird. And I guess that Hale Brown guy, who else is this? He also pitched uh, 47 complete games. Oh. I think if the research department were to go to look, I don't think there's a complete game under Corbin Burns' belt at the professional level. In fact, I think it was yesterday after the sixth inning, the uh, council brought out the bubble wrap and How put his arm in it. How many would he have? Complete games? Yeah. God, I... You know what's One? funny? I don't know. If I would go out on a on a limb here and say, if Corbin Burns has a complete game, it's probably in high school. <laughs> where... I'm sorry, but a lot of a lot of coaches don't have pitch counts or no. whatever in high school. At least they didn't when I played. Well, I believe. Well, I think this state does now. Of course they do. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think you're right. Uh, the King says on Twitch, just imagine if Crane Council was Cy Young's manager. <laughs> It'd be called like the the Bud Smith Award. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, insert like other guy back in the day in like the nineteen or nineteen oh four when Cy Young was the Cy Young went another perfect game through six and he got pulled. <laughs> then he got pulled, folks. Oh, there are Cracker Jacks being thrown in the stands. But People can't handle it. But it's all right. People Cy... are not buying Cracker Jacks anymore. They're throwing them on the field. Cy Young's on the record of saying his legs were getting tired. <laughs> extra, extra, read all about it. Cy Young is pissed. Pulled after six in perfect day. <laughs> I've got to go back to the extra action newspaper boys. I feel like back in the day, though, you wouldn't have had guys agreeing so well. No. <laughs> extra, extra, read all about it. Cy Young knocks out Craig Council in 1904 for pulling him in the sixth inning. Brandon Woodruff has zero complete. Oh, sorry. One complete yes, I game. Was right. One. And it was in 2020. And I'm going to go to the limb and say Corbin Burns has none. I'm, I'm, uh, I think I'm 99.9% yeah. sure that Corbin Burns has zero complete I mean, games under his belt. These past two games. No, I'm not saying Corbin Burns should have thrown a complete game yesterday. But what I'm saying is let him go a little farther than the six. Yeah. I mean, he averaging, what, 14 pitches? has zero. 14 pitches yes. an inning? You have one more inning in you. Dude. What happened to... It gets you to 100. Well, I mean, just look at... You can do the math. He had 86 pitches through six innings. The the magic number is 100. You do 86 divided by six. That gives you 14 and change. He was on pace to throw seven innings. Yeah. Yeah. And hit his 100. Well, let's see. We had uh, Woodruff the day before at 74 pitches. Then the next two pitchers combined 
did like two thirds of that. <laughs> yes. Okay, but obviously the Brewers need to hit the ball more too. Like that's, absolutely, that's, that's it, it can no, be both. No it can be is, both. I feel like no one is saying that though. Well, you know no, what I mean? it's the, not, the like, people when we drive on this highway of information, rowdy, and we have this topic. People got very upset yesterday. Well, they got a hit. They got a hit. Blah, blah, blah. And then on Twitch, I see it on, on Instagram. Or on Instagram. Well, I see it on Instagram, too. On Twitter, I see it. Just, well, they got a hit. Yes. That's how you win games, is by getting runs across the plate. <laughs> yeah, no right. one says that they prefer the Brewers score one run every game. But, yeah, no one's saying that. When your pitcher is dealing, you don't take him out. Yeah. And those Thank answers you. that both Woodruff and Burns gave... Those, I mean, it wasn't like a smile on their face being like, you know what, I I gave everything that inning and I was done. Because they're competitors and both of them want to win the game. Right. And now, granted, they both took no decisions, but mm-hmm. but still, Brandon Woodruff would like the win. He just had arguably his best stuff as a starter in Major League Baseball on, uh, what was that, Wednesday? He wants the win. I guarantee you he wants the win Rowdy, on his ledger. Of all sports, what's the one most driven by numbers? Baseball. And stats. Baseball. Baseball. What's I guarantee you when Corbin Burns walked off the mound, he still wanted that ball and wants the win. Oh. I, I bet if you ask him right now, he still wants that win. When when you it, it, and we have a, how many runners were left on base? It was not it was nine, I think. They left three on in the first inning. Yeah, and then moron in the third. Moron. <laughs> uh, but you, because... Uh, it was nine. Nine runners left on base. I got home in time to see him get pulled or <laughs> to be told you're not going back out. Yeah. He was not happy. Like, yeah. that was not a, okay, yeah, my legs are tired kind of guy. That was, he went into the tunnel to go take care of business in there, probably yell a bit. Yell and scream to his glove. Take, ah, take a right. bat to a, a cooler and just don't do a Carlos Zambrano and punch a that, fire extinguisher. And I mean, he was not happy. So his serviceable answer of "Yeah, it was time." Uh, I was yeah, I was getting. That's tired. a great point by you because once he put on that jacket and was out of the game, he went directly into the clubhouse. Yeah, how many happy pitchers who were like, "You're right, Skip." Uh, oh I, yeah, I, sk- I'm yeah done. Skipper. Because normally storm into a tunnel and you don't see them for yeah, a while. And normally, like you said, they're right up there in their jacket because they put their jacket on or they got some ice on, and yep. they're sitting on the fence. They're and it's sitting right up in the dugout, cheering the on their arm, team and watching, watching their team cheering on their team. Yep. Yep. Unless you're I don't know with the Boston Red Sox a couple years ago and you guys were uh they were out eating a bunch of like KFC and playing video games and drinking. And drinking. Maybe yeah. maybe that's what was yeah, going on. Yeah, cuz you're there. you're up there cheering on your late inning relievers, your high leverage relievers who oh by the way, the high leverage relievers, they weren't used yesterday. Yep. No, they weren't they available. Weren't. All right, welcome it's back. Weird. How many big free agents do you think want to come and only pitch 6 innings? What well, top of the line pitchers? Like Burns and and Woody, if they were on the free agent market, would you be looking at Milwaukee and saying, "Yeah, yeah, let's pitch six? I would like to. You, I'd like to ask someone. Do that. you think like, that if, if Craig Council had a generational pitcher, like a legit generational pitcher, like a Clayton Kershaw in his prime, he'd be taking Clayton Kershaw out in the sixth or seventh inning at eighty-five pitches? Sure, seems like it. Tony is Lance Lynn a generational pitcher, Rowdy? He's a serviceable, and solid He pitcher. just threw a complete game right. yesterday. And, gave him five hits. And you, that headline you sent, all it said was 111 it, pitches. 111 pitches. Shut out for a win. It didn't say, oh, by the way, it was five to six. All right. We're, or five uh, five. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We got we to hit the break, Rowdy. We'll get the, back the at it. The thing with Lance Lynn's because you asked if he's a generational pitcher. He's a, a longtime serviceable, solid major league pitcher. But I wouldn't say that his ceiling's higher than the likes of Woodruff and Burns, especially in their careers yeah. right now. It's not I think even we've close. already seen his ceiling. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's passed. Yeah. And the Brewers lost yesterday to the St. Louis Cardinals. And in that loss, it was deja vu, essentially, as the game before against the Chicago Cubs, where Brandon Woodruff was on the mound against the Cubs, and Woody was dealing, uh, going at, uh, that was what, after the seventh inning, then Woodruff was pulled. Woody was sitting at 74 pitches, Given up one hit, and I think he was uh, struck out eight, and I do believe he had zero walks. So we're like, wow. I mean, the Brewers won. That was awesome. We talked about it yesterday. It got pretty lit on these airwaves. And then we had no idea that this same exact scenario was essentially going to happen again. Right, Rowdy? Because yesterday... Well, I knew it was going to happen again at least some point yeah, during the season. Yeah, just not the, the next season. friggin' day. Because I feel like 
there's always at the last four years since uh been doing this radio thing that there's always some times where you can complain about early hooks. It's every baseball year, but the very next game, the very next game in almost the same situation, man. Yeah. Big time, man. As Corbin Burns is sitting at 86 pitches after the sixth, he had struck out nine, zero walks and given up one hit. He gets pulled. In comes in Eric Yardley, and immediately, like the game before, when Devin Williams came in in replace of Brandon Woodruff, Williams gave up a dinger, and it, the game was tied at one apiece. Yardley comes in and replaced for Burns yesterday, and he gives up the game-tying hit in the seventh inning. Game is tied one apiece. And then the difference is the Brewers went on, thanks to Lorenzo Kane to win the game against the Chicago Cubs. Kane had a home run in the eighth inning, and then a dinger again in the tenth to get the win. On this situation, though, it wasn't the Brewers getting the dingers. It was the Cardinals, as Drew Rasmussen served up a two-run homer to Nolan Arenado, which proved to be the game-winning hit, and the Brewers then lost. Now, Rowdy, let's be perfectly clear here. One of the glaring issues with the Milwaukee Brewers is they need to get the sticks going. Am I wrong in saying that? They need to get runners across the plate, correct? Yeah, no one no one is saying that they're happy with what the Brewers' run production looks like. They're now averaging back under less than three runs per game. That's not going to cut it when the normally the MLB average is about four and a half runs a game. Yeah. So being below three is terrible. No doubt about it. No Need one, more runs. No one is saying that it's, the offense is not a problem. The offense is a problem. We understand it. But at the end of the day, Rowdy, when you have a lead, what do you have to do to that lead? You got to protect it. You protect the lead. So I'm going to put a Twitter poll out here at Zone Madison, and I want you to call into at 608-321-1670. Zone Madison on Twitter. Rowdy, here is the poll that I'm going to put up, and I want you to play along with it, everyone out there. Rowdy, correct me. Feel free to correct me. I haven't hit submit yet. I'm just going to read it, and then you tell me. You give me the uh, the green light, the A. Okay. Here's what I uh, had uh, tweeted out, or about to tweet out. You're the manager. You, you. You're the manager of a baseball club, and your starting pitcher has given up one hit, zero walks, and has struck out nine while sitting at 86 pitches as you have a one-run lead going into the seventh. What do you do? And I'll give you two options. You ride the hot hand or you go to the bullpen. Does that sound all right, Rowdy? Sounds fine to me. Okay. I just hit tweet. It is now up at Zone Madison. I would like for you to, if you have Twitter, go there at Zone Madison. Vote on the poll. You can also call it in at 608-321-1670. My Twitter account is at Ebo Says. If you want to, from lovers to the haters to everyone in between, all are welcome. Rowdy's Rowdy underscore Razor, and I want you to participate. All right, Rowdy, in this Twitter poll, I'm going to now go to my account, at Ebo Says, and I'm going to vote. All right, so there you go. I already voted as well. I'm going to Zone Madison, and there's the poll, and I'm going to vote right here. Ride the hot hand. Can you verify that I I voted for ride the hot hand? Yep. Where did you vote, Rowdy? Same exact place. Ride the hot hand? All right. So Rowdy and I right there, I've both voted ride the hot hand. Because when a competitor is competing at a high level, I love to watch that. I love to see that. And I'm going to imagine that the guy who actually is on the mound, the man in the arena, competing also loves that. Right? In fact, yesterday, Rowdy, after Corbin Burns was pulled and the Brewers eventually lost, something broke on Twitter and it was of uh, the Chicago White Sox. The Chicago White Sox have a starting pitcher. His name is Lance Lynn. And you would, what, what would you describe Lance Lynn as, Rowdy? Above average, serviceable starting pitcher that's starting to get up there in age. Like you would, would you be more careful with his arm if you were Tony Larusa, just because he's getting up there a little bit? I don't know if I would necessarily say more careful. Like if he was laboring or something, you know, like on the mound. So Lance Lynn's up there, and tell the folks what Lance Lynn. And his manager, Tony LaRusso, let him do yesterday. Through a complete game, 111 pitch 111, shutout. 111 pitches. 
in a complete game shutout as the White Sox went, I think it was six to nothing. Now, obviously, they had the offense. Remember what we said a little earlier today that yes, the offense is a problem for the Brewers, but the Brewers also have to protect the lead. And when I voted for ride the hot hand of this scenario that I'm not going to name any names, but I think you could put it together. When I voted ride the hot hand, let's say my hot hand has done something that no other pitcher has ever done in the history of Major League Baseball. Wouldn't you consider that the hot hand, Rowdy? Because Corbin Burns yesterday. I would say that's probably the hottest of hands. First pitcher yesterday. Yeah. Corbin Burns became the first pitcher in Major League Baseball history with consecutive starts of six or more innings with one hit or fewer and no walks. In fact, only two other pitchers have done it, but in relief. So Corbin Burns was a starting pitcher, right? Only two other pitchers have done this in relief. And those names, joining Corbin Burns, but in relief, of consecutive starts of six or more innings, one hit or fewer, and no walks. Those names are Hal Brown in 1963. And the other name, Cy Young, 1904. Correct me if I'm wrong, Rowdy, but I think there's an award uh, for uh, named after Cy Young, right? For being, I don't know, the best pitcher that year, right? Yep. Huh. Let's go to the phones. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Mitch and Madison. What is up, Mitch? Dude, Rowdy, did your boy call today to try to defend his... Oh, but the analytics thing, I'm take him out and bring the other guy in. Hey, Mitch, Mitch, one second. I just got to toss you on hold quick. Put this person, you go on hold and go back to Mitch. Sorry, Mitch, just had to put someone on hold. Yeah, we had... We haven't heard. We haven't really heard any caller so far call in and, and take either side. All right. Well, I'll be the first one. Well, I just put the um, Twitter poll up, so let's go, baby. Yeah. Like, okay. We talked about this yesterday when the Brewers were dominating back. They they rolled their studs. CC Sabathia and uh, Woodruff was under a hundred pitches. Burns was under a hundred pitches. So what are we doing here? I mean, you can play the woulda, shoulda, coulda analytics, this and that, but I don't know. I think the points that certain folks were trying to make yesterday were shown to be incorrect. Or, uh, yesterday morning were shown to be incorrect again. Like, Mitch, uh, we all figured this would happen again. We just didn't figure it happened the next freaking day. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I mean, it's it's sort of like a mic drop type of moment. Like, okay, you want to take Burns out in the after six or whatever, and then that same crap happens again that you were pounding your fist saying that that they shouldn't have done. Now, listen, here's the thing. It's early in the season. I understand that. I get that. And I think this one, you could argue, might even be worse because, in my opinion, I almost feel like Devin Williams and Josh Hader weren't available yesterday. So now you don't have your top high-leverage relievers to give the ball to for those next three innings. Exactly, and those are your two studs. If you're gonna, if you're gonna ride any starting pitchers, it should be your studs. And I, I mean, I know the professionals and what have you, but wouldn't it be a little uh, disconcerting if you're going out there, you're dealing, and you know that it doesn't matter how good you're gonna pitch after six innings, you're getting pulled, and you might. I mean, Corbin Burns should be two and zero. It's, it's like it's almost like right now. I mean, again, it's super early. But it has shades of the uh, the Ben Sheets season where he went like twelve and ten with a sub three ERA. It's like because he only got like one. I think it worked out to be like he got one and a half runs a start that yeah. season. And then Mitch, and, it's just like throw salt in the wound. We have Lance Lynn who throws hundred and eleven pitches in the first complete game of Major League Baseball this season, and he gives up five hits, five hits in nine innings. He went in hundred and eleven pitches, and guess what? His arm didn't fall off. Right, because the manager's watching the game, and yes, you want to use numbers. Hey, how, hey, how's this also, number sound, Mitch? Corbin Burns has a twenty to zero strikeout to walk ratio after two starts. Oh, it's beautiful. Our, the uh, the preseason Cy Young uh, uh, pick might. I mean, he's got to get some wins so they can get some. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. a better. I think staff, one of the but, bigger telling things is you're now seeing on social media more prominent people, whether it be in the media or other other people in mentions that are even yelling that the Brewers screwed the pooch on this. And they're not necessarily Brewer fans. 
Listen, we're not, right. and we're, we love, listen, the offense needs to wake up. We all understand that. But we're going to hyper-focus on this right now because it's fun, and we want to uh, bu- have people buckle up on this highway of information we ride on every day, Mitch, because it's getting bumpy today. I love it. So I'm glad you're starting things off for us. Exactly, you know. Hey. But the analytics saying you got to do this with your pocket protector and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Mitch, have a good Friday, brother. Have a good yeah, weekend. See you, bye. See you, man. All right, let's go back to the phones. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Hey, boys, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. What's up, my man? Hey, I'm a good caller from Mitch. Um, yeah, I'm going to second his notion, man. I mean, Council and, and Chris Hook, I mean, they got to stop taking these guys out. If they're hot, they're hot. You know, you give up one hit, big deal. I mean, you're at a low pitch count. You're not taxing your arm. You're a professional baseball player. You get paid millions of dollars to do what you're doing. These are not little league kids. We're not trying to save arms here, are we? Well, it's the analytics, too. We just had a tweet here from Carl. He says, analytics drive me nuts in this situation. Go with a gut feeling. If you don't have a gut feeling, then you shouldn't be a manager. Just use a robot to make the player changes with their programs and analytics, then. Exactly, man. You know, and I, I coach uh, my, my boy. I've coached him for the last eight years. I followed him up through the, the little league ranks up into, well, now he's in high school, so I can't coach him, but Still, I mean, you get to know your players. Council knows these guys. You know, you know what they can and can't do. You know when they need to be pulled, and there was no reason to pull either one of them guys. Yeah, I think it worked out against the Cubs, right? I mean, they ended up winning an extras. But if you're going in an NL Central battle, and all, many think it's going to be between the Cardinals and the Brewers, well, let's start beating the guys that are uh, finished ahead of us, you know, that have given us the most run here against the Cardinals. I mean, it just would make sense to me. Absolutely, and I and I hope the Brewers are listening today to this fantastic show, and they hear this. Get the freaking sticks going, because you can't win a game if you don't put the runs on the board. Yeah, yeah. Kyle, have a good weekend, brother. You too, man. See you, man. Well, I think another thing that was pretty telling that RJ pointed out earlier. In yeah, I was the just going to ask you about this. Is the fact that obviously both Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns, less than ten games into the season, aren't going to come out. And straight up say, no, I wanted the ball. No, I, I, I still felt great. They're going to have the company lines because they don't want to rock the boat. Mm-hmm. It's early in the season. The team's still about 500. They're, they've been pitching well. Obviously, some of that uh, blame is going to go to the sticks because we know that they're not hitting well. We know that. Yeah, but don't you protect the lead, Rowdy? But they've also had some of these comments. At least Brandon Woodruff had you know, a lot of company lines and then kind of had a butt in there for yeah. one of his lines. But when you look at what Corbin Burns did, he threw the jacket on once he was pulled. And what did he do? He didn't go up to the front step of the dugout and, and cheer on the team to see if, if Eric Yardley and the rest of the relievers could get him to the he finish disappeared. line. He went into the clubhouse and was gone. He's gone. Usually you see a guy come out with a little ice on the shoulder, right, Rowdy? A little ice on the shoulder. He's there cheering on the guys. He's like giving a little pep talk. Corbin Burns is gone. He was gone. I'll have comments coming up from Corbin Burns. We'll replay those comments that we had uh, as well from Brandon Woodruff the day before. But I'm I'm wholeheartedly, if a guy is hot and he's rolling and he's got some of his best stuff, because so far in both of Corbin Burns' first two starts, that's some of his good stuff. Oh, yeah. Brandon Woodruff the day before, that was one of his best stuff. Uh, on if Corbin Burns. If they're rolling like that, yeah. you stay with them. Obvi- and especially when it's your two horses, it's your two uh, top pitchers. And you were accused of not wanting the Brewers to win. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you put down half a stack on the Brewers over win total, correct? Yeah. I I guess on, on Twitter, we had one listener that was under the guise that I was happy the Brewers lost because of this. If anything, you'd be the least unhappiest because you have half a yeah, stack on I, it. I, I have quite a bit of cheddar that says they're going to win 83 games or more. All right, we got the phone lines blowing up. Uh, let's go to it. Welcome to the show. Who's this? That was a nice uh, oh, restaurant well, flashback, Delaney. Well, well, thank you. One second, Charlie. Uh, welcome to the show. Who's this? <laughs> Let me educate Kyle from Stoughton. Oh, Every Dave walk. from Monona. Hey, by the way, fly the L, Dave. The Brewers beat the Cubs in the first series 2-1. to one. That's because that's 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 uh, <laughs> the Cubs suck. We were waiting for you to call in yesterday, but you were a coward. The Cubs have more hits batter, hit batters than they do hits. 
So, Dave, uh, tr- so you're going to educate Kyle and Stoughton and yeah, Mitch well, Kyle, and Madison? Kyle, first of all, Kyle's a moron. Kyle, you know, worry about something you know something a little about, sheep, sperm, and Stoughton. <laughs> Every loss in April means two losses in September. That's all you need to know, Kyle. You don't pull a pitcher. Well, because we're trying to save our bullpen. Wait, hang, on, hang on a second. Here. You... Kyle didn't want to pull the pitcher, Dave. Kyle said don't pull the pitcher. Exactly. You don't. No, yes, he does. No, wait a minute. He, he was, you guys didn't want to pull him. He wanted him out. No, no, no. He wanted to keep him in. Dave, I know you're blind, but are you going deaf too? Uh, I don't think so. I think Kyle. <laughs> I, I think, think you're hearing you things. Got, I think you're hearing things, Wizard. No, you guys want to keep him in the game, and Kyle was saying, you got to pull him out. All right, Dave, you're a good example of this because you don't care about the Brewers. In fact, I think you loathe the Brewers. If you were in oh. the situation, well, would you have kept the pitcher in then, I'm assuming? Well, of course you keep the pitchers in because the bottom line is, Every loss in April means two in September. So what do we hear the last week? We're one game out. We're two games out. This is why this manager in Milwaukee can't win the big game in October. Hmm. You win now because, like I said, every every win in April means two in September. I know it's pretty tough for all you people in Snowden. And <laughs> Dave, I'm pretty sure he's agree. He, like, he's I don't know, man. I, in fact, I, I'm 110% sure that he said keep the pitcher in. But I must be uh, I must be daydreaming because uh, you must you, be you're you, probably dreaming well, of hang, uh, hang, hang You guys were arguing for ten minutes, so if you, if you both couldn't agree. I think you're all you wet on this one, Dave. Ten minutes. Have you been drinking? You you been, you dipping in the Charlie stuff? You guys argued for ten minutes. Well, argued about what? If you agreed, that argument would have lasted thirty seconds. You guys were arguing, so how can you both argue the same point? I don't know, Dave. You're you're wrong. On this I one. know you don't know. Yeah, that's all right. Though. Anyway, uh, Dave, we love yeah, we love you, you anyway. Dave, you got your wires crossed. Pretty soon, if you keep crossing these type of wires, you're gonna start spitting out music trivia. <laughs> <laughs> Look at hey, Rowdy with the joke. That is a case closed. <laughs> Dave must be going deaf or something. That one for the wizard, he went down looking on that one. Yeah, Dave, you definitely went down looking on that one. I think he's still shook over the Cubs uh, losing the series to the Brewers. That's that's what it is. Hey, Charlie, can you confirm that Dave from Monona has not been dipping into your secret stash of, of booze? Uh, I, 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 I wouldn't let him in here. Okay. <laughs> he, he probably drank me with dry with... It sounds like he's been drinking dry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have a question here. This one comes from our guy, uh, resident boozy, Knutson. And he asked me... Give me a supper club outside of Dane County for a fish fry. I said, man, you're testing me. A supper club outside of Dane County for a fish fry. Well, I am um, originally an Iowa County resident as growing up in Dodgeville. I know High Point Steakhouse out there in uh, beautiful Ridgeway, Wisconsin, has it going on. So if you want to make the trek, I know it's a little farther for you, Knutson, from, I think, does he live in Stoughton still, Rowdy? Yeah, that might be a little trek. It's not that. I mean, it's a little drive, but it's not that bad, I guess. Um, Iowa County, I guess, maybe High Point. If you have a supper club outside of Dane County for fish fry, and he doesn't want to go far. <laughs> now he says, I don't want to go far outside of Dane County. All right, Knudsen, you're really, you're really stretching it here. So we'll, we'll put it to the task of the listeners. Um, I'm thinking, so let the listeners think out there too, uh, outside of Dane County. All right, before we get to the phones, Let's do this, Rowdy. Let's have a look in here of our Twitter poll. And our Twitter poll is this. It's you are, you, my friend, are in charge of this baseball club. I'm not going to say what baseball club it is, but you are in charge of this baseball club. It's a professional one. You're the manager of a baseball club, and your starting pitcher has given up one hit, zero walks, and has struck out nine while he sits at 86 pitches as you have a one-run lead going into the seventh. What do you do? Do you ride the hot hand or do you go to the bullpen? Those are your two options. Right now, 85% of the vote goes to ride the hot hand with obviously 15% going to go to the bullpen. And our guy of the Wisco Sports Show, Grant Bills, who is, I, I think I think he's just unhinged because they traded his boy, Arcia. I think that's the case, and I think maybe – a certain manager that resides in Milwaukee ghostwrites his tweets. Grant says, I would tell my pathetic offense to score another run. Well, obviously, you need well, the 
sticks to get alive and win. But the Brewers or this club in general has a lead. Again, this is going back to yesterday when you had everyone saying, well, I mean, the ideal situation would be Brandon Woodruff would go seven and then you'd hand the ball to Devin Williams and then you'd hand the ball to Hader in the ninth in the ideal situation. Yeah, 100% in an ideal situation. Woodruff would throw about 100 pitches. He'd go seven. Williams would mow him down in the yeah, eighth, and then Hader would mow him down in the ninth. The ideal situation would be, yeah, the the the, the offense scores 10 runs, and it's not even close, and it doesn't even matter what you do. You know, in an ideal situation, I would go buy a lottery ticket, scratch it off, and win $1,000. But I guess there's what? an ideal situation, too. The last two nights... They haven't necessarily been ideal situations yeah. with exactly what had happened, but living in reality, the reality is you got two amazing starts from your two best pitchers, and you decided to pull them both early, and the bullpen crapped out on you both nights. Yeah, I mean, there's the ideal That's situation. That's the reality yeah. of the situation. The reality of the situation is you had a lead late, and both starting pitchers were rolling. You're, they're your top two starters, and you decided to pull them. When a when a competitor is competing at a high level, Rowdy, don't you don't you like watching that? The reality is that you had a lead and you didn't have many innings left to protect it to win said game. Yeah, and you were unable to do so. And also, you have your best pitchers in Devin Williams and Josh Hader the night before. I, I'm confused of why Yardley came in um, in the Brewer situation last night because isn't there a day off today for the Brewers? That's the other thing that's extremely frustrating is the fact that you had Brandon Woodruff go 74 pitches two nights ago. You pull him after seven. He didn't seem to be struggling. Yeah. He gave you the company line saying, Oh yeah, it was probably a good pull. I, I, I emptied out the tank, but then you brought in Devin Williams who had some tightness and he's had a little bit of injury stuff. So he hadn't necessarily gotten the full work. You want him to get in spring training and he'd only appeared in one game since. Then you had Josh Hader, who, yeah, he hadn't pitched since opening day, but you might not have needed him until maybe the ninth or maybe whenever Woody yeah. maybe started <clears throat> to actually look tired. Well, you used both of them up. They still ended up blowing the lead. Yes, you won the game, so thankfully the Brewers won. But now you go to this game where you have Corbin Burns at 86 pitches. He was averaging about 14 pitches by the way, an inning. By the way, doing something no pitcher's ever done in the history of Major League Baseball. And, and, and seriously, he was averaging about 14 pitches an inning it comes out to, and he would have been on pace to hit 100 through that seventh inning. Yeah. And obviously he was hot. Look at his numbers. One hit, nine strikeouts. He was rolling. He has a 20 to zero strike to walk ratio. But the fact is, you didn't even go with Devin Williams or Josh Hader. You went with a lower leverage reliever in Eric Yardley, probably because the excuse is, well, our top two guys were down because we just used them last night. Well, I just had people calling in and complaining about how they hadn't used them enough. So that's why they wanted to get him in there. Yes. Well, now, yeah, yeah, you're right. Now you don't want to use him on back-to-back days. Where guess what? Hater was a starting pitcher in the minor leagues. Guess what? Devin Williams was also a pitcher, a starting pitcher in the minor leagues. Both guys we have seen even just last year go multiple innings. Oh, we've also seen guys just last year pitch two days in a row. Guess what? You even mentioned it. Yeah. You have a day off today. Yeah. So you might as well. You want to talk about emptying the clip. Let's go. Empty the clip last night then if you want. If it was so successful and it got the win the night before, why not throw them back out there the second yeah. night? You have a day off. There's no guarantees you're going to be winning uh, once you pick things back up on Saturday against the St. Louis Cardinals if you want to play what ifs. Yeah, rowdy. But I do know one thing. Rowdy. You could have won both games. Instead, you went one and one. And uh, Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff are now combined 0-1, and, and they got uh, no decisions in a, in a loss on their, on their records here. Rowdy's emptying the clip right well, now. Well, it's like, uh, come on. Yeah, well, all right, We we'll, can do this all day. We'll get back to it coming up here. I have comments coming. Rowdy just sent it into the universe. Speak it into existence, Rowdy. People are turning on everywhere, setting fires everywhere. I have a, a message here. Highway of information. It says, go take a long walk off a short pier. You're literally nauseating today. That makes us fuller. That would be correct. Strap in fuller on this highway of information because it's getting bumpy, baby. We're setting fires everywhere. All right, let's go to the phone. Squack. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Hey, this is Bill. Hey, Bill. What's up, brother? Nelson, I love you, but I, this one, I, I almost always agree with you. But on this one, I disagree. I'm sorry. Yeah, come on, Bill. Let's go. Come on, baby. Let's go. I'm not going to fight with him. I'm not going to fight with him. I'm just laughing <laughs> listening to him. <laughs> We're just trying to be entertaining, if anything, Bill. And you know what? You got me to call. How's that? Uh, you fell right into the trap. 
I am you, I am smiling here and having fun with it. <laughs> I'm doing the exact same thing. <laughs> you so, can hear Nelson, it. Nelson, you, you are awesome, and I don't disagree with you in August, but I just disagree with you in April. And you know what? I, I don't sound like a lemming, but Council's got us to the playoffs three years in a row. Granted, the bottom run two of the years, but he's still gotten us there. And I just like to see the Brewers have a winning record. Oh well, here's the thing, Bill. So does Rowdy. He put down half a stack. No, I mean, I just I think for our payroll and our city, I think anything above 82, 81 games is a win for the Milwaukee Brewers. And Council's done it. I mean, well, he's doing great. The over under perfect. is eighty two and a half. No, eighty two. Well, it's eighty two point oh is what I got it at. So, Bill, if we could go over eighty eighty two, I'd feel great too. He put down half a stack on it. That's how much he believes in this team. You guys have to. You you know what? I mean, I was a senior. I was a senior in high school the, the year we went to the World Series. You know, it's been so long, and I, I would love to get to World Series. And I just think Council's the one to take us there. I don't see a better manager. No, we're we're riding with Council. You're riding with Council, know, aren't you? you know what I hear? But when something happens, you got to call it out for our opinion. You know, and you know what? I understand what you're saying about calling it out. I just think I know these are men; they're not kids. Yeah, I think April. I think you kind of. I think you err on the side of caution. I remember uh, somebody saying on your show not too long ago the whole idea out of Woodruff is to get 150, 160 innings out of them this year. Yeah, they have, they want a sub three ERA and 32 combined wins between the two. Was that what it was, Rowdy? Or 36? It was 35, but they're not going to get there like this. Hey, Bill. You're gonna, Bill, one, <laughs> one second, Bill. I just got to do this. This. All right, sorry, Bill. What were you saying, buddy? I didn't say. I was listening. Yeah, so, I mean, air on the side of caution. I get it, Bill. Air on the side of caution, right? Here's the thing, though. Then you got Lance Lynn out there for the White Sox, throwing 111 pitches, giving up five hits. With Tony LaRusso, who loves using the bullpen, let his starting pitcher go and do it. So let's see where, let, you know. Yeah, let's I, do a good you know, test every, here. Where the White Sox end what, up? There's a, there's a lot of stuff we don't know about. Like Corey Knievel, you know, dealing with his little elbow issues for how many years? Mm-hmm. You know, do these guys have things behind the scenes that we don't know about? I mean, how did how did Ryan Brown get hurt all the time? I mean, really, run into face, he's going to get hurt. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's all that, kinds of storylines. You're correct, <clears throat> but you know, the question is, you know, are there things we don't know about behind the scenes that he wants to keep him going, or where where somebody else might be a workhorse? And they can just go and go and go and pitch and pitch and pitch. Hey, Bill, here's what we're doing. We'll play comments from Corbin Burns coming up, so hopefully you get a little oh, peek oh. into what's behind it, okay? I feel terrible for Corbin Burns. I'll bet you he's so upset. Oh, he was. He left. Oh, he didn't, you know he didn't even that stay a guy in. guy like Corbin Burns wants that baseball. He doesn't want to give that baseball He took up. the jacket and he went to the clubhouse. I don't think he – did he ever come back out of the clubhouse, Ronnie? Uh, not that I saw. But isn't that why we want Corbin Burns? Well, yeah, he's that, a competitor. Don't we want that attitude? We do. Hey, Bill, have a good Friday, brother. I got, I'm up against the break. Fine. I got phone, phone calls blown up. Let's go to the phones again. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Hey, Ebo and uh, Rowley. This is Corey from Marshall. How you doing? Hey, Corey. What's up, brother? Not much. Just to build off your guys' combo you're having this morning, I wanted to kind of roll something by you. And Rowley might have a better input on this than I do because he's more of the baseball kind of sewer. But, you know, as you start pulling these pitchers early in the game like this, I kind of come down on your guys' side of this discussion, FYI. You know, I just like watching competitors start... compete, man. I like watching competitors compete, and I like when guys are, you know, right. dealing. It's it's fun to watch. What I'm starting to wonder, you know, it's early in the season, but like Burnsy, you know, Corbin Burns a couple years ago, like his psyche kind of got messed with when they tossed him in that starting role, and then he regressed. Yeah, he had to and go to double A. Like, yeah, and what I'm wondering is maybe not necessarily Woodworth, Woodworth, and I'm not trying to cast aspersions, but when you start like – pulling these guys early, even though they're only giving up like a hit and no runs, do they start then getting into their own heads of like, I got to be perfect or else I'm going to be getting this early hook. And it's like, obviously counterintuitive as you guys know, you play baseball and you overthink. Yeah, exactly. Like you're almost trying problem. too hard. Now he's trying too right. hard to be perfect and to keep his pitch count down because he knows that uh, if it gets up a little bit too high, maybe he's getting that hook. Starts looking over. Hey, Corey, all I know is Corbin Burns was essentially this stat. I love this stat. He's the first pitcher in Major League Baseball history with consecutive right. starts of six or more innings with one hit or fewer and no walks. Only Cy right. Young and Hal Brown right. have done it, and that was in relief. And so it sounds like he's doing pretty good. I agree. Yeah. And one other thing you're asking about supper clubs outside yeah. of Dane County. Yeah. It's kind of a supper club. I guess it de- depends on how you define it, but like out by Milford Hills, where I go. Um, 
it's the hunting club out there. Yeah. They got their restaurant, and they got a pretty good fish fry on Friday night. Cool, man. Well, thanks, Corey. I appreciate it, brother. Take it easy. I see you, man. Well, he brings up a good point that way, but real quick. Yeah. I don't want everyone now that's complaining or that agreeing about these early hooks to all of a sudden in June and July start complaining about the bullpen being shot well, because the yeah. bullpen has turned out to be shot in 2019 and it got hurt a little bit in 2018. Before I get to the comments of Corbin Burns, we actually have audio of what happened when council came out to the mound to relieve Corbin Burns of his duty. Uh, our research department, our crack team, our I team research department, one of our uh, employees of the research department took it upon himself to actually go down to Bush Stadium. Yeah, but we don't name names. So he did edit the audio to protect the innocent, but it is actual audio with edited out name or edited names. He took it upon himself to go down to Bush Stadium, and you know those directional mics they have on the side of NFL fields, like the, they look like satellites, kind of with the big, you know, the fluffy mic on it. He was down there with one of those. He was down there with a fluffy mic and fluffy socks. Fluffy socks. Yes. So he went down there, and he did, to protect the innocent, change the names. So this is actually what the exchange between Craig Council and Corbin Burns. Taylor and Brown on their way to the mound, and this could be all for Harris. He has pitched a beauty. How's the hold, Eddie? I'm a little tired. I'm throwing every piece of junk I can think of at him, Skipper. I got enough left for one more hitter. Nah, you pitched a hell of a game, man. Take a seat. We'll see if we can get this guy out for you. <laughs> that was actual, actual audio from Bush Stadium where they sent Burns to uh, the, you know, back to sit down. And then, Rowdy, what happened with Burns? Because I think he put his jacket on and then he just disappeared. Yeah, it appeared he put his jacket on, collected himself, and then walked through the tunnel back into the clubhouse. To never be seen. Usually they come back out and they like cheer their team on, but he wasn't out there. Uh, Corbin Burns did meet with the media afterwards, though. And Corbin Burns. Well, before we get into his comments, what about what happened once he was gone? Obviously, they brought in Eric Yardley, who you got to consider that guy more of like a Frisbee thrower. Mm hmm. I mean, he he throws obviously much slower than Corbin Burns. <laughs> he he's a guy that's going to you know drop it down with the weird arm angle. He's going to throw his little sweeping curveballs and, and stuff like that. But I saw a lot of people freaking out about what happened once he came in because obviously there was some hits given up and there was potentially an error. I don't think it was technically ruled an error. But uh, I kind of want to know what your thoughts are on that. Because I thought, once he started giving up those hits, I thought it was lucky that the Brewers were even in the situation to get out of that inning. Because well, it all started to fall apart. Anyone else on that uh, Cardinals roster that was running would have scored oh my God, prior anyone. to that. Because Yadier Molina is so slow. He's, a- he's, an, he's an old catcher. And so slow. But uh, probably everyone else on that roster would have scored on the hit prior and then they had the opportunity which I don't know if you noticed this but uh they were in a shift. Yep. Obviously, yes, they uh, were. Obviously this goes back to Colton Wong is a gold glover at second base. He was replaced by Daniel Robertson late in that game because supposedly he had some oblique tightness. Well, Colton and, Wong they said might go on the IL now, by the way. Yeah, cuz if you remember a couple days ago, remember he didn't play yeah, where he they said he was out with his oblique. Yeah, but then he was. But a then he came in. He came in or, later uh, in the game. Yeah, he did. Which didn't really make a whole lot of sense because normally, if you're not going to start somebody, you're not going to play them, especially if they're injured. Yeah, because they're saying they're tight or they they got something with the oblique. So I thought it was weird a couple games ago when you saw him in there after saying he wasn't starting because of an oblique. Yeah, but move it forward. He goes out with the oblique, so obviously that's bad luck too because yeah. you have a Gold Glover that would have been in your in there at the time for a guy that's a, a quadruple a player. That's what he is. He's yeah. a guy that shines in triple a, and then he gets to the majors and but they're in the shift at best a utility player, but yeah, they're in the shift. So if in a, in a standard standard alignment with shortstop and second base, a little bit more up the middle, that ball's hit right to Urias and he's probably just flipping it to Daniel Robertson at second base. Daniel Robertson, I believe was just slightly on the uh, left side of second base for how they were aligned on that play. 
and there was no one really there to cover second base, which it looked like he wanted to get up and try and run. Then obviously it was raining. He slipped down. Then he hesitated and then made a throw to first base, which was beaten by about a step. Yeah, I mean, it all started to fall apart in Brewers after they took out Burns. So there's a lot of different things just right there. So, Rowdy, I want to get to these Burns comments, though. Um, but, yes, it all once Burns was pulled from the game, we just played you the audio with the names changed. We didn't changed. even talk about Rasmus, Rasmussen giving up the dinger. No, but... We're going to talk Burns here with the comments. We played to the audio of the names were changed to protect the innocent, but Burns did come back to talk to the media afterwards. And, again, this is on the same guys as Brandon Woodruff the day before, where Woody's like, hey, you know, I emptied the tank in the seventh despite you know not having a high pinch count. My, I wasn't feeling my best, said Woody after the game. But then you said, well, what the hell else? Because he agreed with Craig Council, right? But then Woody after the game against the Cubs, said about the future on the mound, and this is what Woody said before he get to Burns. Hopefully going forward, I get through seven on 72 pitches, they'll have to pretty much rip rip me off the mound to, you know, take me out. So, um, but it's, it's still early, and, you know, I'm just glad we, we pulled out that win. Hopefully have to rip me off the mound. Yeah, so do you think the next time that he winds up in that certain same type of Type of situation where he's got about seventy-five pitches and they're ready to pull him. Do you think he's going to, go to tell sit down? Council to go sit down? I would hope so. Think he's going to pull McClung? <laughs> and McClung was like, "Nah, this is me." So, believe it or not, the day and the next day, which was last night, the same thing, except there's a couple more pitches. Burns sitting at eighty-six, <clears throat> but struck out nine. Yeah, and from what you're no looking walks, at, no hit, a oh, one hit again. His last, I believe, the last batter hit a long fly ball that was caught by Jackie Bradley Jr. If I remember correctly. So, but yeah, there wasn't a ton of hard hit contact. There wasn't a ton of great at bats. No, Burns was dealing. So here is Burns afterwards. And to keep in mind, it's what are they going to start a holy war by throwing their manager under the bus? Not going to happen. Here is Burns talking how he didn't have his legs under him. That wasn't a pitch count thing today. When I went out for the sixth, everyone probably saw it. I was just wasn't able to get my legs. I mean, we just don't have the legs underneath us yet. I don't know what he kind of the same thing. It's something that as the season goes along, that's that's kind of what you get is you know you start to get your legs underneath you and you able to go deeper in the game. So he proclaims he didn't have his legs underneath him, and then he said this. Ball, ball's been coming out great. I wasn't as crisp today as I was the other day. Didn't quite have some some of the finishing stuff and. Cutter was uh, was iffy uh, for most of the day, but uh, yeah, was still able to throw the ball well, and you know, we were just a, a, you know a big hit or two short there of, uh, of getting Wayno out early. He almost says he didn't have his best stuff, but then he's like, you know, he kind of whiffles or whiff. He flip flops back and forth between if I had my best stuff or not. And also about those legs feeling a little weak. They didn't look weak when he skedaddled after putting his jacket on down the clubhouse stairs. Yeah, when he disappeared, no longer uh, you know to be seen. So if he didn't have his best stuff and he didn't have his legs about him but still was the first pitcher in Major League Baseball history with consecutive starts of six or more innings with one hit or fewer and no walks and the only other players to do that in relief, not starting, in relief, was Cy Young and Hal Brown. Just wait till Woody's got his legs about him, Rowdy, and he's got his best stuff. Yeah, Corbin Burns. Uh, yeah, Excuse me, yes, Corbin Burns. But both Burns. of them. You can't ask for more from Brandon Woodruff or Corbin Burns than what they were giving you those games. Like, like yeah, when exactly. when does Craig Council really think he's going to get better starts from those two? Like, what in in what universe does Craig Council need to see them throwing better to to leave them in? Well, didn't our guy Tommy call in and said it had to be three pitch innings? Yeah, pop but up, seriously. pop up, pop up. But seriously, arguably. Two nights ago with Brandon Woodruff, it was one of the best best games stuff-wise he's probably ever pitched in the big leagues. He's been in the big leagues since 17. It, it, they even said on the broadcast that this might be the best curveball he's been featuring yeah, oh, in no, his career. They said it. Yep. I heard it. How much better Multiple does times. he have to look to win Craig Council over to allow him to stay in a game? Like how much? Seriously, how much better does he have to look? I have no idea. In fact, I have comments from Council. Maybe he'll give us a little peek in. Here is Council on going one and one when getting starts like that from Woodruff and Burns. Yeah, well, we won yesterday, so I mean, we got to score a little more. There's no question about it, but uh, it's good. We got two guys that are that are pitching well, that are off to good starts. They got a lot of confidence in what they're doing, so uh, we'll, we'll, that's going to help us down the road. We know that. Hey, but we won yesterday. Guess we, what? We no won. one cares about yesterday anymore. It's about today. We won yesterday. Well, today they have a day off. 
Here's more from Council on Burns. Corbin pitched excellent. Uh, you're right. I mean, he, you know, leadoff hitter, and then it was he got dialed in and made some huge pitches in the first inning, and then got on. I got pretty locked in after, at that point, and just, just pitched beautifully. Hmm. Uh, one more from Council talking about they're excited about you know having their pitchers performing like this, but they're playing the long game. This is what we have to do, and we have to play the long game here. Every baseball season requires that, and, and this probably as much as any. We're pitching really well. And we're, we're going to score more. I'm excited that our pitching's off to this start. Uh, this is what we hoped for. This is what we thought we could do on the mound. To know that we're doing it right off the bat is, is really exciting. Burns was robbed of a win yesterday. And that's what that's what kind of burns me a little bit, pun intended, I guess. Burns. Is the fact that you are getting this great pitching and you are leading these games late. And you found a way to lose it yesterday. Hey, but we won the day before. Rowdy, come on. Here's more from Council talking about. Could you, could you yeah. imagine having that same exact type of uh, comment if it was like game but, seven in the World Series? Yeah, but we won game six. We won six. Like, what do you mean? I don't give an F. You lost game <laughs> seven. Here's Council saying you can't push your starters deep early, though, because it's not the playoffs right now, Rowdy. It is early to, in Council's defense. Here is him talking about that. You know, we're at game seven of 162 of possibly 30 more starts. We can't get behind now, you know, and, and, and this is just not the time to push. Okay, well, if you can't get behind now, you lost the game, though. In order to get longer seasons, you have to qualify for the playoffs by winning games to qualify for said playoffs. Am I wrong in that? Like, I don't think they're going to expand the play. The Brewers got into the playoffs last year for the third time in a row with a below 500 record. They're the first team to ever do it besides what was the, the Strohs that did it to? Yeah, year? the Astros and the Brewers both made it with losing records with last year. With expanded playoffs and a below 500 record. Yeah, both were 29 and 31. I don't think that they're going to be... Are they expanding the no, playoffs again this, this year? No, it's back to the normal five teams a league. And I know in 2021, a lot of people like giving out participation awards. If you finish below 500, are they going to say, oh, well, you still participated. Here's a spot in the playoffs. Are they going to do that? Not this year. Huh. Interesting. That's interesting. All right, so there you go. There's Council talking about it. I love, I love this conversation, Rowdy. It is, uh, it's phenomenal. I absolutely love this conversation. 608-321-1670, Twitter, that's at Zone Madison. And one thing that I want to say is I've always liked Craig Council, and I always root for the Brewers oh, to win I'm riding day. with Craig Council. But the thing is, the one thing that Craig Council and I differ on so much is how he uses that bullpen. Especially when the starter, the biggest one, it's not always how he uses the bullpen. It's when the starter is absolutely rolling like they have been the last two nights, and then he gives the early hooks. Like I, Rowdy, Craig Council, last time I checked, not even on Mount Notice. We ride with Craig Council. That's our boy right now, correct? I mean, he might be uh, finding his way to the... I'm not saying... I love Craig Council. He might be on the base camp. Well, but... when something happens like that, in my opinion, is egregious, you got to talk about it. Uh, let's go to the phones real quick before break. Welcome to the show. Who's this? I had to call back. I couldn't hold it, man. Mitch and Madison. Hey, what's up, Mitch? Okay. So, okay. All right. So, Council's saying, oh, he's so excited that the pitching is, is doing as good as it, as it is. If you're an analytics person, you know there's going to be some regression, like... Rowdy said, so you have to take advantage of the really, really, really good starts that they're doing now. Because, I mean, let's say Burns let up three runs yesterday. Then, of course, you know, get him out of there after the sixth inning. But you have to cash in on these gems of a start, whether it's the beginning of the season, the middle of the season, or the ending. Because there's no way, as much as I love both those pitchers, there's no way they can keep up that pace. Yeah, all year. Exactly, Mitch. And if he does... And Mitch Rebbe gets a break. Thanks, he's brother. Not, he's not going yeah, yeah. to do that every single time because if he does, he's going to be the hands-down Cy Young winner. And who's not to say that next start he doesn't have his best stuff? He goes four, only throws 60 pitches, but he gives up six, seven runs because he got hit hard. 